we use some real ducks and march them down the red carpet? Maybe we can get the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus to train these ducks. So what do ducks and Elvis have in common? Find out in episode number 11 of the Travel Podcast as today we head on over to Memphis and despite what the titles may say, it's definitely not me, it's Matthew. You're listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Welcome to the Travel Podcast. I'm Matthew and your host for this episode where we're going to be exploring the home of the blues, soul and rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee. I'm joined by Lauren from the Travel Podcast and our special guest, Lisa from Memphis Tourism. Thank you for joining us, Lisa. If you could just quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and give us a short introduction to Memphis. My name is Lisa Catron. I am the International Sales Manager for Memphis Tourism. I'm going to amplify your experience at a whole new level of my city. And I want you to feel the soul and sound with vibrant and sizzling lights that kisses the mighty Mississippi River, which is called the Mighty Lights. Roll the music track back and follow the footsteps where legends live perform and march on the streets of Memphis that only you can experience history of that time. Like a mighty river, Memphis rolls on. Through the years, it carved a well-worn groove into the world, a siren song etched in vinyl, crackling with light, real and raw. It's been heard by many and embraced by those who recognize the fertile ground is not just the soil beneath your feet, but the soul within the city. That was such an already incredible introduction to Memphis. Um, So Lisa, for those who are listening who don't necessarily know much about the States or have been to the States, um, where is Memphis and sort of how can we get there? Well, Memphis is a city located along the Mississippi River in southwestern region, Shelby County of Tennessee. It's named after Memphis, Egypt. Hernando de Soto was a Spanish explorer, and his expedition into the New World discovered in 1541, to be exact. Founded on May the 22nd, 1819 by John Overton, James Winchester and Andrew Jackson, which is the fifth president of the United States. And how can we sort of get access to Memphis? So is it via air, via rail? What are the best ways to get to Memphis? Well, all of above. When I'm pitching and selling Memphis, I always tell people it's by rail, river, road and runway. Amazing. So pretty much anyway. And is there sort of a year round climate for it of when are the best weather times for Memphis? Well, most of our travelers come down through April through July, actually all the way up until October. Uh, The climate is pretty much in Celsius is 22 to 33. So in April is 22, May is 27, June is about 31, and July is 33 Celsius. Oh, wow. It's quite good weather then. Yes. 
so with that weather, do you, so you, you, do you go through all the different seasons or is it mainly more springish and summer seasons? To be honest with you, we go through all the seasons. It's pretty, pretty cool. And a lot of people love to travel down in the southern region because of the weather. You know, you're getting that warm sun. You're getting the mighty Mississippi River, y'all. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a delightful time. We see travelers all over the world uh, come to our area because of our weather. It's awesome. Now, August, I must tell you, you know, August gets pretty hot. However, uh, during that time, you know, people from all over the world uh, come to uh, Elvis week. So it's pretty warm during that time. I can imagine it's very busy and excitable time to be there as well if it is Elvis week. Yes. And talking about uh, the mighty Mississippi, Elvis, uh, can you give us a bit more about the history and culture of, of the city? Well, a little bit more of the history and culture. I always talk about uh, the arts, the music, the cuisine. You know, when I speak about the arts, I talk about the music, uh, the hymns, the blues, uh, rock and roll that drifting into soul music. And also the cuisine is absolutely fabulous when it comes down to barbecue. You know, we're known for barbecue. We got, we're the capital of barbecue. So I'm sure we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. We got so many restaurants, but it's the people. It's the people. When you walk down the street, when you uh, actually on your front porch, people will wave and say, hey, how you doing? You know, uh, I mean, it's it just, a, it's a feel good, city. It makes you happy. It makes you want to come back for more because we got so many hidden gems in that area. It's about the culture of Memphis. We just love people. That's what it's about. When it comes down to music, you know, we can sing and tell you various stories in our music where it can just hit the soul. And and with, with that, I mean, I can see Lauren, well, we can all see each other on webcam. We're all, um, Lauren and I are in the UK. Lisa's joining us live from, from Memphis during lockdown. But um, the smile on our faces, just listening to how friendly you are and how warming, uh, I can only imagine that what the buzz must be about the city. And, and with that, I know um, in the history, uh, there was the, the Native, um, uh, Amer Native Americans and the Indians that were there. And... Was it also right. founded by one of the, the um, one of the presidents? Yes, actually, it was inhabited by the Chickasaw Indians and founded uh, by Andrew Jackson, which was the fifth president of the United States. Uh, you know that connection with Memphis and also Nashville and the Hermitage. You know where Andrew Jackson uh, pretty much he lived, but. Not only that, you know, Memphis is known for a thriving river town back in the 1800s of cotton trade and lumber. The river was a huge resource of transport and also um, centrally located in the Antebellum South, which was dependent on the forced labor of hundreds of thousands of African-American slaves. And Memphis became a major slave market prior to the Civil War one quarter of the city population was slaves seeking their freedom. Many slaves turned to the Underground Railroad to escape. 
to free states of the North and Memphis home of Jacob Burkle was a way station on their routes to freedom. Well, just to let you know more about the Jacob Burkle home, that home is open right today, which we call it Slave Haven. So people all over the world come to, you know, explore and experience during that time. And it's still open right today. And I got to give Elaine Turner props for that because she runs the Heritage Tours and a lot of our, you know, journalists and reporters, uh, tour operators, travel agents, whenever they're booking that particular attraction, it really opens up, you know, when it comes down to the music comes down to the history. And I see you, Lauren, you bow your head, you know, you love it. <laughs> we gotta get you coming down to Memphis, but it's, it's, it's really pure and it's, it's, it's the real history of Memphis. That's the reason why we're so popular. We're centrally located uh, when, it's, when we talk about the hymns and, you know, gospel music to rock and roll that drifted into soul. Amazing. I've got a question I want to actually ask you, Lisa, which I think refers to the history a bit. Um, so I've done a little bit of research on Memphis and something I want to know a little bit more about is the Peabody Ducks. What can oh, you tell us about those? Now, you got to go to the biggest living room that's centrally located in Memphis, Tennessee. We call it the Peabody Memphis Hotel. And everyone from all over the world right today come and see the Peabody. But it actually started with two gentlemen that were in the lobby area and they had some decoys in this beautiful fountain um, that's located in the Peabody Hotel. And they were just horsing around and just having a good time. Of course, they had a little alcohol in them <laughs> during that time. So they were just practicing on their shots, you know, for the ducks. And one of the gentlemen said, hey, wait a minute. This gives me a great idea. Why don't we use real ducks? He said, real ducks? No, no, no. I don't mean by, you know, targeting them. But why don't we use some real ducks and march them down the red carpet? Maybe we can get the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus to train these ducks. Yeah, let's do that. So people back in the early 1800s came down to see what was going on about these ducks. And it was more of an attraction. And that's what the Peabody Hotel is. It's an attraction, but you get the lovely elegance of the Peabody Hotel. Everybody around the Deep South gathered here of who's who when it came down to cotton trading and, and, and who, you know, who had uh, this beautiful home here and what's going on in the area, you know, so that's the reason why the Peabody Hotel is one of the famous historical landmarks right today because of its history. Amazing. I have to ask, do the ducks live in the hotel? Yes, they do. They have do their they? own penthouse on top of the hotel. And speaking of that, you know, by them having their own penthouse, they have the rooftop parties, so they're partnering along with the rooftop parties. <laughs> and it typically starts in April through August. Amazing. So they're literally like duck royalty. Yes, they are. And then, you know, they, they retrain the ducks. Uh, you know, I guess every three or four months, you know, I could be wrong, but, you know, we talking. So 
they definitely just they they they're amazing and I always every time i have a fam tour or bring the tour operators in and people are visiting I always take them around to the penthouse on the top of the roof of the peabody hotel that is an unbelievable experience to be able to see that so i definitely would enjoy partying on the rooftop with those ducks oh yeah <laughs> And so whether you've been to Memphis or not, something that everyone kind of knows it's home for is the music there. What the, can you tell us about the music scene there? Oh, gosh. Wow. You know, when it comes down to Bill Street, you know, during that time in Bill Street, you know, uh, back in the uh, early uh, 1800s and before then, uh, you know, Bill Street is known for blues. You know, Highway 61 is actually, you know, the crossroads uh, where blues actually started from Mississippi to all the way to Memphis, uh, Tennessee. And it runs right into Rum Boogie Cafe. Uh, several restaurants and also eateries. You got B.B. King's Blues Club. You got, um, you know, you got, uh, you know, several clubs all up and down on Bill Street. You have Handy Park. So it is absolutely phenomenal. So it's something that you definitely want to take advantage of. And typically, Bill Street will open up early in the morning, but it doesn't close down to about four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that's my kind of place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people from all over the world, that's the first place that they would go to down on Bill Street. But, you know, it's other hidden gems that I must speak about, too. You know, a lot of times people want to be around our locals and our locals, you know, it, we have local entertainment venues like Overton Square, uh, Broad Avenue, the Cooper and Young District, the Edge District, and also South Main. Those areas are really blowing up. And speaking about South Main, you know, I don't know if you all looked up Ernestine and Hazel's. But this is the place where you definitely want to go and hear some good music as well and have that famous hamburger, Ernestine and Hazel's. So years ago, uh, just to be honest with you, they say it's haunted, but, you know, it's got haunted history. It's good history. Uh, but uh, a lot of music there. And it used to be an old brothel. And right across the street from there, uh, was the train station. So the military always used to come down to Memphis to go down on Bill Street. And then from Bill Street, they did all that party and everything. But when the bars did close, they wanted to go somewhere else and finish their party and having a good time. And that was Ernestine Hayes on South Main, which is actually flourishing right today. Uh, Central Station, brand new hotel. Uh, they just refurbished. Uh, the tra Amtrak train station still uh, runs through there. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful state-of-the-art rooms. Uh, new hotel product that's really just, you know, just gravitated to the music. Uh, different things that's going on. Cool. So it sounds like there's actually quite a lot to do there. And you've mentioned some of the hidden gems as well. But there are some quite well-known attractions there as well. I know primarily one of them being Graceland as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Graceland is definitely our anchor, uh, one of our anchor attractions. And, you know, everyone come to see the actual home where Elvis live, you know. And with that, you know, you can spend at least about four hours at Graceland itself, pretty much the whole day. 
Uh, they do have another area they just built across the street. I said approximately about three and a half years ago uh, where it talks about his life, his history, his legacy, uh, the various cars that he collected and also the you know, the recordings, the movies, you know, and also his life, you know, that's what I love about uh, Graceland. It talks about, you know, his upbringing from Tupelo, Mississippi, all the way to Memphis, Tennessee. Again, that deep South connection, you know, you cannot get this anywhere else. You can't get it anywhere else. You got to come to Memphis and visit Graceland. But along telling that story, you got the Memphis Rock and Soul Museum. Memphis Rock and Soul Museum is not just this ordinary museum, but it's by the Smithsonian Institute. Every song, every record recorded, radio station have anything to do with Memphis. It's located at the Memphis Rock and Soul Museum. I highly recommend you put that first on your uh, itinerary to get a general understanding of the history of the Deep South. And then from there, you definitely wanna go to Sun Studio. Uh, when it comes down to Sun Studio, this is where Elvis Presley recorded. Sam and Dave, Booger T and the MGs, uh, Ike Turner was a scout there, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, you know, uh, Carl Perkins, you know, the man in black, of course, you know, we can go on and on, you know, with Johnny Cash. So many famous people came out of Memphis, Tennessee, but you got to realize they all came from the southern area, but they did their recording. Memphis was the next big city for them to come to, to do their recording. So when I talk about music and the art, oh yeah, Memphis got it. Memphis got it, baby. Definitely got it. Uh, but I want you to keep in mind with the history of attractions, you definitely want to go to National Civil Rights Museum. This is where Dr. Martin Luther King gave that famous last speech. But the reason why he came to Memphis is because the sanitation workers were getting unpaid. It wasn't it wasn't fair uh, for the workers to work so hard to be, get paid very little. Uh, but from that last march and that last speech, you know, it was devastating to Memphis, our city, when he was assassinated in 1968 on April the 4th. I highly, highly recommend that this needs to be put on your itinerary. Uh, it is a legacy right today. They're doing so many things at National Civil Rights Museum. It's not just touching just Memphis itself. It's touching the entire world. Yes, you can go to Atlanta, make that connection. Yes, you can go to Birmingham, Alabama to make that connection, as well as Mobile. But everything that Memphis and the entire world touch is right at the National Civil Rights Museum. It is a legacy right today. So January is the time to go, as well as, you know, during the time of April the 4th. And, you know, they always have a huge celebration. And I know during this time, uh, you know, we had, I have uh, 
COVID-19 that's going on now. But, you know, we're doing a lot of virtual things as we speak. So they did get a chance to do a wonderful celebration. That's, am that's amazing. And like you said, it's so rich with history and culture and really mm -hmm. does resonate the fact that Memphis is homes of the blues, soul and rock and roll. I mean, you have it all. So on top of that, not only do you have so much music and culture and history, but the food is something that I'm very interested in. Oh, and yeah. They don't, they don't call me the young girl, young, young girl for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to our food, you know, that's, that's my tagline. I'm Yum Yum LC. <laughs> but, hey, we'll go and check out Yum Yum LC. Yeah, and, you got to. <laughs> and um, on that, I know you, you mentioned earlier about uh, we will be going into it, but I mean, the barbecue food within within the city is, is renowned. I know you've got like, over 100 barbecue restaurants. And can you just tell and, and give us a, maybe some local tips on, on eateries? Yes, yes. I, you know, it's so many restaurants, like you just stated earlier, it's over 100. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to do a foodie trip, uh, you know, we do have some food tours that you definitely want to take advantage of. And, you know, one particular fam I put together, which was, which was really cool to introduce to the tour operators and also the travel agents where they can just barbecue hop. They can barbecue hop to uh, the pig on bill. Uh, they can barbecue hop at Central Barbecue, which is located right in the southern area you know the south end of memphis by national civil rights museum uh definitely you want to go to rendezvous restaurant and the reason why i mentioned some of these restaurants is because you know who got the best barbecue spaghetti okay who got the best barbecue nachos who has the best barbecue ribs and also pulled pork it's just so many ways to cook barbecue, whether you can have that tangy flavor or you can have that spicy flavor or a little of that sweet, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm, when it comes down to barbecue, I mean, it's just cozy corner. That's one of the places a lot of people don't know about, but you know, those places that are the hidden gems that you got to try, you definitely got to try. And it's just, just wonderful it's just wonderful and then also corky's barbecue you know corky's is known for the barbecue nachos so the food is absolutely extraordinary but memphis is just not known for barbecue we got some of that we call that soul food you know as we call it southern flavor of the deep south and i always recommend four-way grill the four-way grill is located right around the corner from Stax Museum. I failed to mention about Stax Museum. Now, going back and forth from the music and also the food, you definitely want to go to four-way grill to get your entertainment there because they do have live entertainment. So you can have fried cabbage. Have y'all ever had fried cabbage? I've never had fried cabbage, okay. no. Okay, you, know, you gotta come down to Memphis and have some fried cabbage now. <laughs> oh may, yeah. You may have some uh, greens on the entree. Uh, you may have, uh, you know, sweet potatoes, and you know, you may have that cornbread dressing. This is some of that that food that just puts you to sleep right on the couch. 
But you know what? We're going to get you right back up because we're going to take you around the corner to Stax Museum of American Soul Music. This is where Isaac Hayes recorded Sam and Dave, Booger T and MGs, The Emotions. And a lot of people did not realize the affiliation of soul music and a lot of artists that weren't named. Uh, that will be named like Earth, Wind, and Fire. You know, Maurice White and also his brother Bernadine came from Memphis. They may not have recorded here, but they did a lot in the Memphis area as well. Uh, blues singer BB King, uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Taylor, just to name a few. So go on the four way grill and having that good food, and go ahead and get some good music at Stacks American Soul. <laughs> That's what it's about, babe. <laughs> now that that sounds like an absolutely brilliant time. I'm 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 down. Lauren, you down? Yeah, it's three hours to travel again. I'm coming to Memphis, Lisa. Yeah. I'm taking you around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even if I have to try, uh, deep, you know, fried cabbage, I'm I'm there. Um, and obviously, it's not all like you said. It's not all about the food. You um, you have some great craft beers. I, I'm I'm aware of, and some little. Oh yeah. Water. Yeah, and definitely you got to take advantage of Crosstown. Uh, Crosstown, you know, have uh, it, it's it's phenomenal. So they have a lot of breweries that's in that area. You got uh, Memphis Made. You know, the brewery is uh, Wiseacre. You know, Wiseacre is located in one of the areas which is called you know Broad Avenue. Uh, just to name a few. So we got a lot of beer that you definitely want to take advantage of. And you can do a beer tour, too. Why don't you try riding your bike on that uh, beer tour? <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a good old go. If anything, I'll end up pushing it. Maybe not we in a straight do, line, but yeah. We do have bike tours as well. Uh, we do have bike shares. Also, the scooters around in Memphis. So, you know, try doing that. No, I don't recommend doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do, you, do you have on there when you're doing your beer tour? <laughs> yeah, I just I just I just uh, lock the bike up and, and carry on walking. Yeah. Um, and uh, and talk about that. I know you mentioned Beale Street earlier, and that had um, quite an interesting reconstruction, and and obviously during the Prohibition era had. Yeah. It was quite. Uh, it was like you said. It was a it was a thriving strip. Um, that sort of reshaped the soul of American culture, and and if I is it the there was the first black millionaire um, that helped build that build that area. Yes, and that was Robert R. Church. You know, Bill Street thrive as a strip with a unique soul that reshaped America culture. Um, there are stories behind the rise and fall of Bill Street. Uh, and then through the life of the South first black millionaire, which was Robert R. Church, he was an ex-slave who built the underworld dynasty in Booming Rivertown and created this space for black culture to flourish. And with that, you know, we're talking about banking and financing. Uh, we're talking about, um, you know, uh, dry cleaning, uh, beauty shops, barber shops. And then you had your big bands that took place uh, that was located down on Bill Street, the entertainment district. Uh, one is naming called the Hippodrome. Uh, the Hippodrome was located a little bit past uh, uh, the main walking district, but Hippodrome was an entertainment area where Duke Ellington performed and, you know, just to name a few of uh, some of those celebrities performing. B.B. King, of course. 
uh, did some performance. A lot of people did not aware of that. Tina Turner, she did a lot of performance down uh, on Bill Street. And also with the old Daisy, uh, I highly recommend everyone need to go down on Bill Street. But I need to touch on W.C. Handy as well. His actual home is located down on Bill Street. So Handy Park always, every night, have live entertainment. Uh, so people can just walk down the street and you get your free entertainment right there. You have the Bill Street flippers that's flipping in that area. But when history says, when it talks about the prohibition time, you know, of course, you know, you couldn't uh, buy alcohol, you couldn't sell alcohol, but you know, the speakeasies are very popular. Uh, in the Memphis area as well. So we got a lot of hidden gems just located uh, down there. But as far as uh, animals are concerned, yeah, we have the zoo, but we have the drinking goats down on Bill Street. <laughs> I know this is, a, this is one of uh, Lauren's favorite, my favorites are the speakeasies. I was really looking at, looking at those earlier and, and look great fun. But I know I Lauren, the goats were one of your your highlights of uh looking i need into to know more i need to know why they're <laughs> drinking beer and what is happening well first of all it's located right on bill street at silky o'sullivan's uh silky o'sullivan's actually started at overton square uh in memphis tennessee uh, we call that uh, a thriving uh entertainment district also where the locals go but he moved down on bill street and created this drink that's called the Diver. Oh my goodness. So you got about seven or eight straws and it's in a bucket. And you make sure it's got everything in it. It's got beer, it's got wine, it's got tequila, it's got everything in it. And believe me, you'll be like them goats coming back down the street. But we do have drinking goats. Uh, you can sit down and don't put your beer too close to the gate because those ghosts will probably grab that beer and drink it themselves. So it's it's pretty unique. It's pretty cool. But, you know, Silky O'Sullivan's, oh, yeah, that's definitely a place to go to. Um, and not to skip Silky O'Sullivan's, but you got Alfred's restaurant that have live entertainment. Uh, that's located there, and all, also some of the change, like Coyote Ugly. Uh, Blue City Cafe is another place you definitely want to go to to hear some really cool music and have some really good food there, and the hot tamales and fried catfish and ribs is what they're known for as well. But the music, everything is just so unique down on Bill Street. I mean, you just can't get enough of But the drinking goats, yeah. Lauren, you need to come. You got to experience that, sweetheart. I need to. Honestly, I'm fascinated by it. Drinking goats, ducks, and the, you know, crossing into their, their pond. This is just uh, so unique. It was all in yes. one place. <laughs> all in one place. And um, talk about unique. I know sport is a massive, uh, massive thing in Memphis as well, especially the Memphis Grizzlies, the uh, basket, the NBA basketball team. But I also know there's also um, the minor, was it the minor leagues baseball? Is it AAA minor leagues? And yes. also a soccer team, which yeah. Whenever I travel, I always wherever I go in the world, I always like to try and take in a sporting event if there is one. 
Um, mm -hmm. Do you have tailgating for the basketball as well in Memphis, or is it people just go and watch it? Yeah, well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, people that I touch internationally always ask about John Morant or Jaron Jackson Jr. or Dylan Brooks. Uh, you know, in Memphis, you know, we're eighth in the NBA Western Conference. Uh, so that's pretty big. You know, we got a lot of talented people uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. But just going into that arena and stepping inside of there, you know, you you just feel the sizzle and the, the, the excitement when it comes to being at a real NBA professional basketball game. Uh, you know, I've brought a lot of people overseas uh, to Memphis so they could be able to, to experience that. And they say, wow, this is one of the best things you can ever introduce us to. You know, we got a chance to experience an uh, NBA basketball game. And also the AAA baseball team, which is called the Memphis Redbirds, uh, typically they start in the spring. And during springtime, you know, the weather is just outstanding. You got fireworks everywhere. And then, of course, you look across the street, then you see the rooftop party that's going on on top of the Peabody Hotel. It's just so exciting. It's wonderful for the children to, uh, to experience, uh, to have a good time. It's just the energy right downtown in Memphis, Tennessee that you can't get anywhere else. And also, we do have a USL soccer team, the Memphis 901, the American professional soccer team. Um, they're absolutely phenomenal. And you know, the, we, you guys call it the football. We call it the soccer here. Uh, so it's very popular here, very popular. So in the Southern regions, we have a lot of teams that we play. Um, as far as college sports, I do want to talk about Southern Heritage Classic, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's huge. And you mentioned about Tailgate, University of Memphis. You know, we got Penny Hardaway, which is really fantastic, very famous. You know, he played in the NBA, and now he's the coach for University of Memphis. Go, Penny! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, you know, he has all... Yeah, he has an exciting uh, team, and we follow that, and we tailgate, and the football team, oh, yeah. We got a lot of good football and tailgating and barbecue happening down on Tiger Lane, and that's wonderful. It's, it's so much excitement when it comes down to sports in Memphis. I am very proud of that. And then also, uh, we're going to have a new museum that's getting ready to open, which is called the uh, Memphis Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, we're really excited about that. Uh, basically, we induct a lot of um, athletes that actually originally originated in Memphis and became huge. And we just want to pay uh, honor to them. And I highly recommend with that, um, with that museum getting ready to open, you know, take in the game, go down on Bill Street, you know, stay in one of our beautiful new uh, renovated hotels and new product that's in the downtown Memphis area. You know, you'd be quite pleased with that. So when it comes down to the sports and outdoors, I'm going to let you uh, take it away on the outdoor scene because we definitely got some good things to talk about there. 
And and just before we go on to to the outdoors, I know Lauren's got some some questions about that. Um, if like you mentioned, people do like to come, they do like to watch the the basketball, they may like to go and experience a college football game. What is it easy to get tickets, or do they sell out quite often? So we have to book in advance. You can definitely get your tickets online. Uh, you definitely can do that. And then not only that, um, you know, they do sell out now. I can't tell you that. They do definitely sell out. But, you know, with the calendar events, I try to keep everyone updated on that so they can get their tickets in far in advance. So you can purchase them online. Uh, so it's simple. It's easy. When you know that you're coming to Memphis, you definitely want to take advantage of that. Which is Ticketmaster and various others that you want to take uh, take advantage of. Perfect. So yeah, do make sure you are if you are looking to do a sport, have a little uh, reconnaissance, see what is it going on whilst you're in Memphis, and book that ticket before you get there. Yes. Lauren, I know you had some questions about the outdoors, seeing as Memphis is right on the Mississippi. Yes, definitely. So we've spoken a lot about like the big city attractions and the sports and everything's been sounds really busy at the moment. If you're wanting a day of sort of just relaxation, is the great outdoors a big thing in Memphis? Have you got like national parks and things you can go to if you're just wanting a bit more of a quiet day? Yes, absolutely. I highly recommend that you need to take advantage of Shelby Farms Park. Uh, Shelby Farms Park is larger than Central Park in New York City. Uh, it is a park that's located in the center of the city. We do have zip line across the lakes. Um, also, we have the bison that's wandering on the park. It is fenced in, but it's pretty amazing to see that at your park. You know, uh, paddleboard. Yeah, bisons. Yeah. yeah, you can get pretty close to them when you're uh, out walking around or bike riding on the green line. It's pretty phenomenal. So uh, paddle boards, you get a chance to take advantage of that. We've got several lakes at Shelby Farms Park, kayaking, horseback riding. You got camping in RVing parks. Uh, and then also the green line, I, uh, I sampled that and you know, it's it's really amazing when you live in the city and you get a chance to be your own tourist in your own backyard. You just like, wow, uh, I did not know, you know, did we have this in this area? Did I miss something? You know, and you're just taking pictures and just you want to be able to show the world of what you have in your own city. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. I want to share my city, but I want you to be comfortable with it. I want you to feel at home with it. Uh, so the parks is a big, big, big deal. But when you mentioned the Mississippi River, you know we have uh, canoeing and paddleboarding on the mighty Mississippi River and also the Wolf River. Uh, you definitely want to take advantage of that. Uh, our parks in our area uh, that is uh, ran by um, you know, our partners with, with the river, it's, it's, it's something you definitely want to see. You definitely want to see. Uh, so you definitely want to take advantage of that. Outdoor events, I call them yard garden parties or rooftop parties. You got Carolina Shed, you got Lofton Yard, uh, just to name a few, Rail Garden. Um, this is where a lot of the millennials will go to and 
sample some good beer and watch movies outside at night and they party on the gravel you got you know fire pits everywhere now that's a happening thing and i was like okay i, I like this the food is fabulous the food is something that you definitely want to take advantage of uh but the rooftop parties i already mentioned about the peabody hotel they have rooftop parties uh then also you got the Hugh Hotel, uh, they have rooftop uh, parties as well with a live DJ that's located there. So it's an indoor, outdoor door rooftop. And you have the River Inn, they have rooftop parties also. So that's a popular thing in Memphis. So from the backyard to the rooftop, <laughs> make sure you contact me and ask me about it and I can customize a wonderful itinerary for you. Uh, as far as the neighborhood nightlife and entertainment or the great outdoors, I mentioned earlier about Overton Square. This is where you definitely want to take advantage of Lafayette's. Uh, you know, they do have a live entertainment, indoor, outdoor, and also outdoor events that take place there. They may have the great wine race that's there. Uh, you know, it's a lot of outdoor events. The Cooper Young have a uh, Cooper Young Festival, which is an outdoor event, you definitely want to take advantage of. And that typically takes place in September. Uh, South Main, uh, they have where all the, uh, you know, merchants open up their doors and serve wine and caviar and just to introduce their product to you. So you can have wine just drinking up and down the streets on South Main. So it's just so much that you can do uh in the memphis area uh but also when we mention about outdoors you know i definitely want to mention brand new to our city which is the viking american uh viking cruise ship here in the united states typically always take place in europe but they are bringing the american cruise here uh which is called viking so we're really excited about that that's gonna take uh, take off in 2022. Uh, they're already selling Viking now, as well as we already have our staple, which is the American uh, Queen Steamboat, uh, which takes place in Memphis and also American Cruise Line. So we have three big lines that's coming into Memphis, which embark and disembark. And typically uh, they stay at various hotels in the downtown area. There is so much going on. It's actually amazing. I feel like I need to spend a year there to take <laughs> in everything and do everything properly. Um, how sort of long would you recommend visiting this city for? If you're trying to do like the main attractions and kind of take in the key things, how long would you normally recommend to someone to come to Memphis? Yes, I recommend four days and three nights. And reason why I say that because the expansion of Graceland has really you know really been just absolutely phenomenal and i love 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 sharing that history but i want you to get everything you possibly can get out of memphis so that tour itself is probably going to take you probably most of the day you know adding itinerary with the arcade restaurant where Elvis first dined with that famous peanut butter and banana sandwich and you take off to, uh, you know, Rock and Soul and then go straight to Graceland. Pretty much your day is 
done there. But you want to go ahead and take advantage of the other attractions like Sun Studio, uh, Memphis Rock and Soul Museum, Stacks, and then also Edge Motor Museum, which is a new museum that just opened up across the street from Sun Studio. Uh, so that's part of day two. And then day three, you definitely want to have the history and also the culture of Memphis adding in, um, you know, National Civil Rights Museum, uh, the foodie areas like Four Way Grill and possibly Peg is just to name a few. Uh, but yeah, and then you want to add the great outdoors. So I say to be fair about it, four days and three nights. I definitely want to add that in. Wow, amazing. And so I suppose for us that we would consider that kind of a long haul flight. Are there any itineraries you'd recommend to maybe take in surrounding states as well? Yes, I do. And I got some awesome, awesome partners that I work with uh, in that area. So when when I speak of Tennessee, uh, Tennessee is definitely you have British Airways and you can fly directly uh, from British Airways to Nashville, Tennessee, because they do have direct flights. And then you can start your itinerary in Nashville, spend some days there and then travel down to Memphis, Tennessee and spend those three days, uh, well, four days and three nights there. And then if you want to really explore the deep south, I highly recommend Mississippi, you know, going through Tupelo, you know, the birthplace of Elvis Presley, uh, Clarksdale, you know, where Ground Zero takes place. You got Vicksburg, you know, where the Civil War took place and Natchez. You definitely want to take advantage of Natchez where you can see the awesome antebellum homes. You know, Memphis and Mississippi has that wonderful partnership. Uh, you know, with the Deep South and over 20 years, as well as spilling down through New Orleans. You know, those are wonderful partners and you got British Airways that goes through there. And then you can fly into Atlanta, you know, with Delta Airlines and also Virgin Airlines. You know, again, that connection, UK and, and, and the Deep South. <laughs> Uh, you definitely want to connect Atlanta and, and also the history of Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Memphis and Alabama. You know, you got Birmingham, Alabama. You got Mobile, Alabama. You got Selma, Alabama. And then um, one thing that we did not mention, and I want to mention this, the movie scene. The movie scene has been pretty hot down south. Pretty, pretty cool. And I'm very proud of that. The movie scene is really taking off. Uh, some movies like The Firm, a lot of people uh, say, oh, wow, Tom Cruise and The Firm in Memphis, you put all those connections together and then you actually visit the city. Oh, I went to Mud Island. I remember that. Oh, wow. I did that tour down on Beale Street. And then the lovely homes that's located there. So that's definitely something that you definitely want to take advantage of. Um, Kentucky, I got to put in Kentucky. And since we're at home, uh, typically we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls and meetings with a lot of tour operators. And, you know, we got coffee, cocktails and conversation with the tour operators because, 
you know, typically, you know, we have coffee in the morning, but it's evening time for you guys. Y'all can have the cocktails. <laughs> so what we did was pretty Lauren, much... Lauren, why did we think of that? We should have had cocktails. I was allowed to do that. Yeah. Next time, next time, Lisa, when we're doing another, when we've got you on again, um, we'll have we'll have cocktails. Oh, yeah, we definitely need to do that. And old Dominique is actually uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. So we do have distillery tours as well. Uh, so we combine old Dominique, Jack Daniels, and also a famous bourbon out of Kentucky. <laughs> So it's pretty cool. So they have to show that up and pour their, themselves a drink while we have our coffee. But they don't know what's in the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And um, just another one that, I, that I've always fancied doing is uh, the steamboats down the Mississippi. Now, can, how far up the Mississippi do those steamboats go? Well, they go, they embark and disembark in different areas, but the main port is uh, Memphis. Uh, so you can do like a seven to 13 day tour down the mighty Mississippi River. And they do stop in various uh, places like Vicksburg and also Natchez. And then the steamboats, I had itineraries to be created where they actually will fly into Chicago. Uh, people from Europe will fly into Chicago, take the train, the Amtrak train, down to Memphis, stay, you know, a couple of nights just to spread in love. You know, I, I recommend four days and three nights, but they may stay about two nights. And then uh, from there, they will uh, board the, uh, the river cruises. They will board those cruises, uh, whether it's Viking, American... Um, Cruise Line or American Queen. Uh, so those three definitely, definitely, definitely are a staple in Memphis. Um, some will have characters, some will not. They do a lot of storytelling on some of the boats. But one thing I can touch on Viking, their, their um, offshore cruise is going to be a little different. It's definitely going to be a little different. So um, they're going to touch more on history and heritage, whereas the American Queen and American Cruise Line touch on the music itself, you know, that's incorporating Graceland, Rock and Soul Museum, Sun, and also Stax. You got to get a little food in there, too. <laughs> so you always got to get the food in there. You got to yeah. always get the food in. So it really is you can get to Memphis by rail, river, road, and runway. Absolutely. You can. Uh, I, I am the connection and we're centrally located in the United States. I failed to mention that we are the home of FedEx, Federal Express. So, you know, all your packages have to come through Memphis <laughs> before they're, they're taken back going overseas. So the world headquarters is in Memphis. Also, the world headquarters of AutoZone is in Memphis. This is where auto parts take place, uh, building various motors. Also, international paper, a lot of the paper, the grain of the paper, the size, the weight of the paper. The world headquarters is located here. Uh, so, I mean, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of jobs here in Memphis, Tennessee. So I'm very proud of that. Uh, when we talk about centrally located, you know, we uh, I mentioned about cotton, you know, uh, King Cotton 
is in Memphis. All the trading was done in Memphis uh, on the river when you talk about the riverboats. Uh, so that was a way for them to transport that cotton back and up and down the mighty Mississippi River, as well as lumber and all goods that was sold uh, in our area. So yeah, the river is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's that fertile soil. Uh, it sits high up on the bluff. Uh, every year we always have Memphis in May uh, that takes place on the mighty Mississippi River, which is an amazing festival. Uh, so people all over the world come and see that. You got uh, the Bill Street Music Fest that always take place on the first week. Uh, you have the International Week because we may pick out a country that we represent uh, and, and, and introduce those cuisines to them, you know, the art, the music. Then you have the International Barbecue Cooking Competition, which is phenomenal. All this takes place right by the Mississippi River. When you come to Memphis, you're gonna know, notice how wide our streets are, you know, where back in the early 1800s, they used to have to park the horse and car carriage catacorner because if they put all that cotton in on, on, on that, you know, on the mule that tows the cotton, the cotton would spill over on the street. So they always had to park the carriage, you catacorner to transport the cotton. So cotton is huge. The cobblestones are still there down on the mighty Mississippi River. Then you got Big River Crossing. As earlier, I had spoken about the Mighty Lights. We got some new attractions where we have two bridges. You got uh, the um, Hernando de Soto Bridge and the Harry Ham Bridge. And both of those bridges duel against each other with a beautiful light show that takes place at 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. and always start on the top of the hour. And that show takes place every 15 minutes. And that is alone the mighty Mississippi. It's amazing. They said there's really is fertile land and the Mississippi really helps open up yes. the area and being so central, being almost like the heartbeat of the deep south, being uh, bloodline to be to the north, whether it be Chicago, down to New Orleans, out to uh, Atlanta, up into Connecticut, um, Kentucky. Yeah, they really do, really do have it. Have the place to be wherever you are traveling to the Deep South. You've got to visit Memphis. Yes, and, and then also when I mentioned about some of the gateways, uh, the gateways you got New York, uh, Newark. Also, you have Chicago. You have L.A. You know, all these areas have direct flights. Uh, the flight for from Atlanta to Memphis is only about 54 minutes to be a, be exact, because I've gone through Atlanta a lot when I'm taking Delta Airlines. Uh, also, you got Houston and also the connection with Dallas. You know, those are some direct airlines and those are some gateways. But pretty much uh, when it comes down to the deep south, you know, it, it's, it's all about you know, the the hymns, uh, the gospel music, rock and roll that drifted into soul. I want everyone to hear me and see me and feel me when it comes down to my city. I'm very passionate about Memphis, home of the blues, soul and rock and roll. I mean, I can't really end it any better than that. 
and <laughs> we can definitely tell you're very passionate. You've had uh, Lauren and I have a massive grin on our face throughout this whole episode and really cannot wait to, to come out and visit um, and see those drinking ducks, uh, drinking ducks, well, drinking goats. Well, um, they drink water too. We don't know what's in that uh, water fountain. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna we, we're we're wrapping up the the episode uh, for on Memphis, and it's been unbelievably insightful. So thank you very much, Lisa, for joining us. Thank you. But one thing I want to to uh, make sure everybody is aware of yeah. uh, about the Deep South USA. Uh, they definitely need to go on the Facebook online and Google up uh, UK Deep South USA and also Memphis Tourism and, uh, at memphistourism.com and then follow me on Facebook, Lisa Catron. So I may do a famous dance on TikTok, so you never know. <laughs> I just see you on TikTok, Lisa. I love that. TikTok, girlfriend. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. it. So I'm hey, I still got it going on. <laughs> Is that, is that, is, don't worry. Is, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's LC Yum Yum. That's it. So if you want to follow, go follow on the TikTok, LC Yum Yum, capital Wise. Yeah. And then also on our YouTube channel, make sure you follow me on Central Stage, Me Memphis. Uh, any questions or ideas, I can put that together for you. Uh, this has been an absolutely wonderful opportunity for memphis to take advantage of and we really appreciate all that you're doing no problem no, thank you for for coming on and again for all of the links um if anyone is interested you can go into the show notes and also go to the travelpodcast.com find the memphis episode and you will have all the links we've got a little we're gonna have a photo of of Lisa, a little bio and some links to some video things see some amazing barbecues um memphis itineraries and links to uh, lisa's tiktok and everything else so if you've enjoyed this episode please give us a five star rating on any of the whether you listen to, uh, to us um via apple Podcasts, google podcast um or any other platform please give us a five star rating and we look forward to having you back to listen on our next episode so thank you all and Goodbye. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.